0: Peter's first denial. Simon, Peter and another disciple were following Jesus because this disciple was known to the high priest. He went with Jesus into the high priest's courtyard but Peter had to wait outside the door. The other disciple who was known to the high priest came back and spoke to the servant girl on duty there and brought Peter in. Are you one of the man's disciples too? She asked Peter. He replied, I am not. It was a cold night and the servants and officials stood around the fire they had made to keep warm. Peter was also standing there warming himself. John, chapter 21, verse 15 to 19. When they had finished eating, Jesus said to Simon Peter, Simon, son of John, do you love me more than these? Yes, Lord, he said, you know that I love you. Jesus said, feed my lambs. Again, Jesus said, Simon, son of John, do you love me? He answered, yes, Lord, you know that I love you. Jesus said, take care of my sheep. The third time he said to him, Simon, son of John, do you love me? Peter was hurt because Jesus had asked him the third time, do you love me? He said, Lord, you know all things, you know that I love you. Jesus said, feed my sheep. Very truly, I tell you, when you were younger, you dressed yourself and went where you wanted. But when you are old, you will stretch out your hands and someone else will dress you and lead you where you do not want to go. Jesus said this to indicate the kind of death by which Peter would glorify God. Then he said to him, follow me. Well, good morning, everyone. Uh, exciting times I've moved away from the bookcase to another part of the house you know uh, just uh, being a little bit more adventurous this week and um, And uh, we're looking today at our well-being uh, in our series of All Being Well. And uh, we are looking at what does it mean to keep well spiritually and mentally and emotionally. And uh, there's a lot, isn't there, about soul care at the moment. There's a lot of things about self-care. And as with all these things, what I love is the Bible gets there first. And as we've been looking at this verse that uh, Tim introduced uh, for us last week from Hebrews, um, we've looked at um, that we're surrounded on our race, if you like, of life from Hebrews 12, verse 1. That we're surrounded, as Tim said last week, by this, this cloud of witnesses. We have people to cheer us on in this life that we desperately need. But the next bit of the verse tells us that we need to throw off, Paul says, and let us throw off um, the things that entangle us, the sin that so easily entangles us. Anything that hinders us, he says, let us throw off. Let us throw off everything that hinders us. And as we look at running free this week and as we looked at our perfect Instagram family that they sort of caved didn't they before our eyes and I think we're all a bit relieved when they did, that all was not as it seemed. There is a shadow side to every single one of us and there is perhaps our Instagram persona or our church persona and then there's reality as we sort of know that there is that darker side, that shadow side to us that every single one of us wants to throw off. And I love the way Paul kind of says, let's just throw it off. Uh, and you might say easier said than done but I think in lockdown um, and beyond we've done a lot of decluttering haven't we physically Um, I certainly know there was a slight uh, euphoria in this household when I managed to get a a sign at the tip you know to get my slot at the tip I was really excited by it uh, which I know is deeply sad but others felt the same or whether we had a skip on the road or we had something where we could just declutter And uh, maybe that's still on your list, like the family, and you haven't quite got to it yet. But many of us have, and I think there's a reason behind that, because we've been forced to face our mess, if you like in lockdown we've not had our usual busyness or coping strategies or the fact that we can just shut that cupboard or shut that room away um because it's sort of been there a little bit more and maybe we've done that more with our own habits as well maybe we've had to stare at our own mess spiritually a little bit more as well but Paul uses this analogy about running the race set before us in the, in the book of Hebrews and he recognises that really in order to run the race, We need to be aware of what it is that we're carrying, what is it that is tripping us up, what are those habits that we are forming or even have gone back to actually in lockdown that we want to throw off. And I love the fact that it's positive, it's not bowed down, Uh, it's not despondent even, it's just let's get rid of it. And don't you just feel like that sometimes, I just want to stop doing that, I just want to throw that off. And the race kind of parable or metaphor, if you like, is a helpful one. And uh, as some of you know, I've been doing a little bit of light running, um, doing the Couch to 5K. um, And uh, it is quite a helpful analogy. So I thought I'd give you just a little bit of an insight into how Couch to 5K is going for me. To week four of the Couch to 5K plan. We're getting serious this week with some longer runs coming up. You can definitely handle it though, as long as you've recently completed all of the runs in weeks one to three. Or else. So, as you heard, I'm on uh, week four of Couch to 5K. A little bit nervous this, uh, this particular run because we're doing five minutes solid. Uh, but uh, yes, I'm ready to go. So, here I am in Kings Heath Park in the sunshine, uh, ready to run. So, here I go. <laughs> okay, it's time for your first run for three minutes. You're used to running for these lengths of time by now. Yeah, um, I just had to stop just quickly. Um, I've done a warm-up, but i realised there's quite a lot of people in the park. I'm a little bit embarrassed, so uh, just bear with why I put just a couple of things on, because I really don't want to be seen. I certainly don't want anyone from Riverside to spot me out running. There I go. Yes, sorry. This is a bit embarrassing, but I've had to stop. I'm just in agony. I'm so sorry, honestly, Charlotte. I just can't. I've got, I've got pain up my leg. I'm just sweating. It's just not working. I don't think I can carry on. Gigi, do you think you should take a few layers off? Like, you, um, do you really need that rucksack and do you need that scarf um, and the um, coat? Well, no, it's just, it's probably what I had on in tan earlier on. Sorry, I, I forgot that I was wearing all this. So yeah, let me just... Um... I'm not sure you need the hat either or all oh. the glasses. Yeah. So you, you think it's okay to be seen? Yeah. Okay, oh well, yeah, actually, that does feel better. <laughs> okay, I'll give it another shot. Well, a little insight there into, um, the the running parable, if you like, and uh, the interruptions, the hindrances for me that were stopping me um, getting going, and um, I suppose one of those hindrances was not wanting to be seen, not wanting to to stand out, if you like, the sin of pride, um, and. In these two little extracts that we have from the Book of John, we see the character of Peter on a real low and on a, on a real high, if you like. We see him in failure and we see him, if you like, in success. And um, in the first little piece that we had read, we have a a snapshot of Peter denying Jesus, saying, I'm not part of his team, I'm not his friend, I'm not one of his followers. And when asked, are you one of his followers, he gives that sort of flat, no, he's not. And yet, in uh, an account in Matthew, we hear that Jesus once says to Peter, Uh, One of you is going to deny me before the cock crows three times. And he says, well, it won't be me. He jumps in and suddenly he starts to wear pride at that moment. He says, I will die with you, but I will never deny you. Now, that comes from a place of love in Peter. He knows he loves Jesus. He knows that he wants to, to run free, if you like. And so he can't imagine a time when he would ever do that. But pride creeps in and he wears it. Fear keeps in, creeps in and he wears it. And he doesn't realise until that moment in the courtyard that he's started to wear it. A little bit like me with my lovely running buddy Michelle pointing out, why are you wearing all that stuff? You don't need to be carrying that rucksack. You don't need that scarf and that coat on. And almost that sort of... I didn't even realise I was wearing it and there are things that are hindering us that maybe subliminally we're, we're not really quite aware of and that God even today just wants to highlight because Peter will have worn shame there's no doubt about it when the cock crowed three times he thought oh it was me I was the one who's denied Jesus Jesus was right about me and shame then starts to be another thing that that Peter wears and Judas in the Bible betrays Jesus and his shame leads to such critical poor well-being or mental health if you like that he actually takes his own life he has nowhere to take the shame that he is wearing and yet Peter Has someone and somewhere to take that shame and it's to Jesus and Jesus reinstates him in the second passage we hear this beautiful interchange between Jesus and Peter where he says do you love me more than these and I just felt that in a way What's our answer to that question today? Because the things that hinder us, the addictions that we have or that we wear that we don't even know about some of the time are the things that we put ahead of our love for Jesus. And we, things get displaced. It's what John Mark Homer says, whatever gets our attention starts to be who we become. And isn't that true that actually where our gaze is fixed that starts to change us and some of those things are destructive and negative and some of those things are uplifting and beautiful and we're all addicted to something every single one of us we might say "Oh well you know that's for, for people in rehab no we are all addicted We might be addicted to success. We might be addicted to business. We might be addicted to approval. We might be addicted to something, you know, that actually is really destructive for us in our lives. And um, I love this quote uh, from the book of Waking Up by Seth Haynes. He says, we're all addicted or attached to something. We all use some kind of coping mechanism. In other words, if you have a pulse, you have a problem, so there's something about that that, as we look at Peter, we, we kind of know that we too are wearing things that perhaps we we weren't so aware of. that even today, if we're going to run free, we really need to, to be able to say, "Lord, just take this from me." Because the wonderful news that we have in the New Testament is that Jesus says my yoke is easy and my burden is light. In other words, what we take off, he can take on. In that kind of divine transaction that our shame, our fears, our habits, we can say, Jesus, you wear this. I'm not able to wear it any longer. I'm weary of it. You know, when we declutter, isn't it true that sometimes we find something that we thought it was really important to keep at the time? And uh, now we think, why am I still hanging on to this? It's, It's not doing me any good anymore. And my experience in the Christian life, I can honestly say, is that the things that God has asked me to give up, that have been really hard perhaps at the time, I look back now and I think they were not doing me any good anyway. Because he's for me. He's for us in our race. He's like our Michael Jordan on the couch to 5Ks saying, come on, Judy, come on, John, come on, whoever. You can do it. You can do it. Like that cloud of witnesses around us. And we do need those people who will speak in and say, why are you still wearing that? There's a lovely moment where Jesus brings Lazarus back from death, and he says, take off your grave clothes. And he says that to you and I today. You know, take off even the apathy, take off those things that would hinder you today that would hinder me today. Now you might be thinking, well, that's all very well for you to say, but how does that work? How do we do it? Well, we do it incrementally, a bit like the catch to 5K. You know, some of us might feel we're on week one, some of us might feel we're ready to run marathons, but we're all at different points in the track. We're all on different points in the race. But Jesus says that we can confess our sins to him and he will faithfully forgive us because he has beaten death and sin for every single one of us. And that's the amazing truth of the gospel today. And if you've never heard that before, that people like Peter in the passages that we've heard, people like you and I, all have stuff. We all have, if we have a pulse, we have a problem as we've heard, but we have a rescuer, we have a savior we have someone who says, I want you to run freely and lightly. And that's not a good look on you anymore. You don't need to be wearing that anymore. My spiritual director um, said to me last year um, that I had perhaps started to tell stories with me as the victim. And she said, I wonder why you're doing that. And we realized that because something has happened in my life way back, where perhaps I was the victim, I was still wearing that. And Jesus wanted to say, you don't have to wear that role anymore. I can take it from you. So that we start to tell a different story, that we start, if you like, to sing a different song. And so as we come to respond, Jesus wants us to be free. So there's something, as we said at the beginning, really positive about this. Almost joyful in saying, I can be free. I can run another way. I can take off that thing that I was wearing, and I can see a new life for me. And others around me will help me run in that, run towards grace, run towards the love that we see between Jesus and Peter because he is able to say you're the one I choose and he says that to you as well today that in spite of our fragility and our failures and our successes he says do you love me more than these and I'm going to help you do that so let's pray together as we respond to that let's pray Jesus I love you and yet I deny you I'm a betrayer and a follower I'm a proud and fearful person and yet I want to stand out for you I'm an addict and an apprentice I want to declutter yet I know I'm hanging on to so much here and now I offer you this shame I'm carrying This unforgiveness I'm wearing. This habit I've gone back to. And I pray you'll help me today to let go, to throw it off now. And however long it takes until that day when I know I'm not wearing it anymore and I am running free. Forgive me, Lord, I pray. Amen.